Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. It's a special, special edition here. Friday night, recording with Jim Monas, Matt Fairburn. You heard that right, Matt Fairburn. Number one in your programs, number one in your hearts. No longer with us here in Western New York. It's kind of sad. It's so bittersweet doing this, Matt. We was just talking to Gina about how much we uh, we miss you and Christina. Could get the fans together do this at Hamburg Brewing Company if we really wanted to, but you're coming back soon. If I can remember correctly, you're going to be back yeah. in town soon. A week from tomorrow, we'll be, we'll be back in town or we'll be hitting the road to come back in town for that Monday night football game. Pat's Bills at, uh, in Orchard Park there. And then the, the Patriots are on bye week. So we'll Ooh. actually be hanging around for a whole week uh, in Western New York and yeah, we miss it. We miss it like crazy. Uh, I love the new gig, but a lot of people that we miss in, in Western New York. It's uh, We've got a lot of people here. This is originally home for me, but uh, Western New York almost feels just as much like home, uh, maybe even more so after the last seven years. How is it? I mean, really, we, we, we text all the time, but like, how is life out there? You know, sad stuff aside, is it is it not fun kind of living somewhere new and putting new roots down and, you know, get to the football later, but what's, what's it been like for your fam? Yeah, it's been crazy because for the first, you know, month ish of the season, I was going back and forth, uh, you know, tr- making the right. drive for games and stuff and probably around, you know, you know, it, even when I got here, um, the Patriots were on the road so much. So I've been traveling a bunch and, uh, my wife was back and forth a little bit, so it's been a little helter skelter on the the life end of things, getting things settled. But um, 
I, I spent Thanksgiving with my parents for the first time in almost a decade yesterday. So, wow. Um, wow. so stuff like that's cool. You know, I've got, got some friends around and the job, the job is, is fun. It's, it's a new challenge. It's a new, uh, you know, new, new market. And one, I always kind of had as a pie in the sky goal to crack into. So it's, it's been fun. It's a, it's a huge adjustment as I'm sure, you know, you guys have both moved around for, for these jobs. It's, it's a little crazy. It, it's a, uh, it's a lot of moving parts, especially in the middle of a football season, but um, you know, we've, we've enjoyed it and we've got the little guy at home to, to, you know, keep us grounded and keep us locked in. So, uh, you know, we're only six, seven hours down the road, so it's not, it's not too crazy and, and we'll be back soon. I cannot believe how big no one's getting. I mean, these pictures are blowing our minds. It's unbelievable. He's packing on the pounds, man. He's, uh, he's really Him and sunny. It. <laughs> you're going to be like D tackles here before we know it. Just plug it up. A gaps. Yeah, you know, that's your style, uh, Tyler. The run game. That's right. Exactly. They'll be a good fit for uh, old school week at, at Go On. They're, they're real throwbacks. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, and look at that. That's that's a perfect segue, Matt. Thanks for teeing me up. We do. Next week, we're gonna have a profile. Wyatt Teller spent a little time with him down in Cleveland. Q and A with Amon Green. And I didn't tell Jim this actually, so I'm gonna tell you now. We're gonna be doing an all old school team at Go Along. So. I'm telling you now, Jim, get your uh, favorite throwback, kick-ass, belligerent MFers written down. Who would that be? Send them in. Is it all old school team for all time or all old school team of current players? Current players. I like that. Current players, yes. Uh, But a huge reason, the reason that we're all here talking, state of the AFC East, I think it's time. I think it's time. I, I wasn't sure when we uh, had to strike with this podcast reunion, but the Bills and the Patriots are on a collision course of sorts for Monday Night Football at Highmark Stadium. Nobody knows both teams better than Matt Fairburn. The Bills, one could say, are a soft football team. <laughs> Some have said it. You could say that. No, then they went into New Orleans. They blew them out. Yeah, I know that word is that word is harsh. And yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm talking more about the, the organizational philosophy. And because it wasn't necessarily a, a bad thing. I think, you know, we talked about it, Jim. It sure seemed like if you didn't have one of these improvisational quarterbacks, if you didn't have an offense that spread things out and a defense that was athletic, small, fast, like you're stuck in the paleolithic age so soft is it was a compliment but i think now you're just seeing the counter from teams like you have to be able to bludgeon and run the ball and be physical and bill belichick kind of zagged or everybody else zigged paying all the money for everybody else we'll get into it with matt but i don't i mean i guess first things first like what do you guys take away from thursday night do you take away anything i'm watching that game against the saints they're missing 14 starters it was impressive that the Bills took care of business, I, I guess. You know, Josh Allen looked really good in the second half, but um, that's not exactly what they're going to be seeing in the New England Patriots. The one thing we know about the Bills games, it's either blowout or they're, you know, they're going to get blown out. I mean, it, it's it's just, it's crazy to think, like, we just haven't seen that. 
And, and you look back on the Chiefs game, because that's really the only team we keep saying that the Bills really beat. That's a legit, you know, a legit contender. Um, they're going to meet them again. We'll see how that plays out. But this, I don't, I don't know what to take anymore from the Bills. I'm, I've been high on them. I remain high on them because of their special teams and defense. I just think when you're that lights out, and we got to get into that too, Tyler. I, I want to know what's going on in that return game. Um, that was a quick pull of the plug there after one. Wait, I tell you what, when you fumble once on 131 touches, I mean, you can't, that's, you that can't is, have that. That is, that has scapegoat written all over it right there. That, that was strange to me, but anyway, I, I do love the Bills' special teams and their defense. I really do think that's, and what happened against the Colts is just ridiculous. I mean, that can't, that can't happen. I mean, you cannot get the Colts didn't have to throw the football. I just can't believe in this day and age where you can blow out a team and not throw the football. So I'm still confused on this Bills team. Um, but I do believe in the quarterback, the defense, special teams. Matt? Yeah, they're they're still capable of getting right and getting hot and being the type of team that, that can rip off wins and I think when you, I don't know, over the last few years, it becomes pretty apparent that matchups are everything, especially late in the season, you know, catching teams at the right time, uh, yes. you know, catching the right team too. You know, there's that Colts team, that scheme that they run in the running game has caused problems for the Bills. You go back to 2018, Andrew Luck was still playing at that point, and they didn't even have to throw the ball to blow up the bills uh you know Derek Anderson was the quarterback there was a whole host of other problems with that bills team but a lot of it was the scheme in the running game Frank Reich really kind of had their number so that they've been blown out in games under McDermott where they've gotten run all over before so but then they you know last year in the playoffs against the Ravens shut down that running attack and they've done a pretty good job shutting down it's, that running attack. So it's like almost scheme as much as it is physicality point of attack stuff. So it, the matchups with the bills are a little interesting and it's why I'm really interested to see how they match up with this Patriots team, because there's, you know, it, there's some pluses and minuses for each team, I think. Yeah. No, well, well said. I think that with Josh Allen too, it's it's so true. He could just get hot, and I mean that's why they paid him two hundred fifty eight million. Like he has to be able yeah. to rise above the muck. You know, I, I hear a lot of the well, his offensive line's terrible. Well, he has no running game. Well, this is going wrong. That's going wrong. I mean, you you paid him that to you know rise above it all. And as we talked about way back when, Jim, like is he making everybody else better? Or is everybody else making him better? At this point, he has to make everybody else better. And he's he's done that a lot. I mean, so. he's looked really good. If if he if he beats New England, if he beats Tampa Bay, he's probably the MVP front runner. So yeah. not all gloom look, and doom. No, the sports, if you just follow like the sports books, which I tend to do a little bit, um, he is he is the front runner. He is the odds on favorite to win MVP. I mean, I think because of I still believe Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's still up in the air. Lamar Jackson, those guys have to be considered, but you know, Josh Allen's not missing games. He's not causing any issues. You know, it's like he's the only one kind of that's playing every week. And now he's going against this defense, these defenses that they play coming up. Patriots defense is real. I want to get into that with Matt. Carolina's defense is real. 
Um, Tampa's defense is not that good. I mean, that's, it's really not their, 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 their past defense is not that good. So the bills can feast on them, but I am, this end of the year is going to be fascinating for the bills. It is. It's just at the same time though. I mean, Jacksonville pushes you around. Miami is with you for a half. Mm-hmm. The Colts just obliterate you. It's, I don't know if anybody's really thinking, Oh, they got back on track against new Orleans. No, it, it didn't seem like that kind of a game uh matt you you were watching it as well but like to you is is there a physicality problem for the bills and and you covered sean mcdermott uh from day one we have the man who uh recommended sean mcdermott be interviewed and push for him to be hired sitting here too what we see on the field i would think in those games doesn't make him very happy i don't think he wants to be known as a a soft coach, but if they were to play the Colts in playoffs right now, they'd they'd probably do the same thing to them. Yeah. You know, I think about soft in a few different ways because they clearly have an offensive line problem. I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, Deion Dawkins last night was not good at all. Hasn't been good. And the Saints pass rush has not been good this year. Uh, So, they're mixing and matching on the offensive line. It's causing them some problems. They can't run the ball. Teams are are begging them to do it, basically, and they can't. And that's as much on the running backs as it is the offensive line. And but to me, the where where soft or where whatever descriptor you want to use, I think mentally the psyche of this team is what I wonder about. And that's something that they can, you know, maybe a mid season lull, like the one they're having can help them develop a little bit more mental fortitude to, to get them down the stretch. But it feels like I've watched probably five or six of their games. They've been on primetime a bunch. And, you know, there's been times where I've been able to catch them. It feels like they entered the season a little bit entitled Uh, and I just feel like they're not leaning into any particular identity. They're easily knocked off their equilibrium and they don't stick to one particular, you know, lane when, when it comes to offense, if you're going to be that type of team that throws the ball and, and is that way, then it needs to be a strength each and every week. You need to feed Stefan Diggs more than they have. You need to, I think, embrace who you are you need to go for it on fourth down you need to be that type of team and like you said Tyler their head coach doesn't really match up you know philosophy wise with some of their strengths I think you know I think he would like to be that more physical team and I think what I've found here in New England that's a little bit different is just how steady they are and how they were two and four and it was not, you know, the sky is falling. It was not panic. They won five straight games and you could almost barely tell the difference uh, from when they were two and four. And I think that's part of what has made them so good over the years. And it's something that this particular bills team hasn't yet developed. I mean, you're talking about 20 plus years with Bill Belichick in new England, well-established, culture and all those things and it doesn't feel like the bills have that yet maybe they could get there but they get 
pretty high on some of their wins and they can get a little bit off balance in some games and in, in some of their losses. And I think that starts a little bit with their coach where the game's going a certain way and he stops getting aggressive on fourth down. And it definitely happens with their quarterback where mistakes seem to pile up on him and he seems to, to rush himself and try to do too much at times. So I think it's something they can still develop and they can still bottle up, but the, the initial part and your initial question of their physicality, that's just a personnel issue. Like they don't have a good offensive line. And so you're not going to flip the switch and, and become a team that can run the ball overnight because they just don't have the personnel to do it. I think they're good enough on defense, probably physical enough on defense, but it's not there consistently up front on offense. I, and I, I want to get your take on this too, Jim. Uh, like it seems top down to me, like organizational where, I mean, you're right, Matt, like the personnel's not there. I don't think you can all of a sudden just ask this offensive line to, uh, physically maul opponents, but um, whether it's the way Sean's calling a game, but even the, the decisions made on, on draft day, I, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's probably a combination of things, but this, this team, when, when it was really bad there against Jacksonville and, and Indy, I just kept thinking of uh, our old high school football coach. He was an assistant coach. He actually coached my dad. He was his head coach at Salamanca and we had him at Ellicottville. And I still remember him. He said, you don't want to be front runners. You don't want to be front runners, you know, when the getting's good and everything's good, you know, like they, they, we'd play a team, like they're front runners. They'll kill you if things are going good, but if you punch them in the mouth, they don't know how to respond. And it's one of those things that sounds very nebulous and, you know, vague, but it is true. I mean, you watch the bills for better or worse. That's what they've been like last season. At this point, they're just killing teams, new England, San Francisco, they're blowing them out. I mean, as soon as, you know, they'd get a lead in the third quarter. It was kind of like the feeling I'd get watching the Packers in 2011 when they're 15 and one, like as soon as they got past you, I mean, see ya. But once that Packers team got punched in the jaw by the giants in the playoff game, they had, they had no response. The bills are kind of that way right now. So that, yeah, they could get hot. They could run away from teams, but if they run into another team that isn't going to retreat to the corner, I don't know how they fare and to me more so than the actual players, the talent, the roster, the personnel, I think that's an indictment on coaching and even bigger than that, you know, then yeah, the type of player you're bringing in, but just that overall attitude, the type of process so much, all these things, that's what that should be. Well, McDermott, he'll be the, I mean, when we met with him, it's, it's pass rush and secondary. I mean, the stopping the run thing is going to be part of it, but he doesn't want to give up big plays. And that goes back to even Philly when we were there with Jim Johnson. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't about toughness necessarily. And you don't ever want to get run all over like that. That can't happen. But I think some of these coaches feel like they'll be able to, to stop that run enough. But the, I think the key is that they feel like offensively, the other team's going to have to throw to keep up with you. That's what that's what that's what you want to hope for with Josh Allen. Like like you said, Todd, we're going to get up on teams now. Come catch us, and they can't run the ball, and then they, you have your pass rush and secondary in place. I mean, they're linebackers. Let's face it. I mean, we drafted Milano. I mean, he's not a run stopper. Uh, Edmonds is side to side. We know that. We've seen him struggle with tackles his whole career. I mean, he gets a lot of credit for being a really good player. I 
I still think he's okay. I don't really notice him as a difference maker. I mean, obviously he didn't play against the Colts, so they're going to say that they needed him, but he's not a, he's not a great run stopper. That's not really his thing. And their defensive line, these defensive ends they have are all up to field rushers. Um, now we're going to see what's going to happen without Trey white. I mean, now you want to talk about a major loss. Trey white is playing as about as good as any corner you'll watch in football. And this is going to be really interesting to see how they adjust to this. So I guess my point is I McDermott certainly wants to bring toughness and stop the run. Every coach does, but that's not how they've been building their team. If you pay attention to their drafts and free agent signings. I keep thinking about that chiefs game, the first chiefs game last year, right? I mean, you you covered it, Matt. I remember it was kind of like, we're going to sit back in this bracketed type of coverage and they just, ran Clyde Edwards Alaire all over the field and Mahomes still was like 22 or 26 or 27, something like that. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. The way they coach where, you know, they let them, let them run the ball and then couldn't stop them in the passing game. So it was like, that's where I kind of say it's, and I don't know the best way to put it, but it's just like, if you're going committing to something, right. And, and owning who you are, and being really good at it because Jim mentions all these guys they drafted up front and not that many of them are that good. Ed Oliver has been really coming on lately. Um, He played well last night, but I think he can still run hot and cold, at least in the games I've seen this year and watch a cold game. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of these other guys, I mean, still young, but you don't see, you know, you know, Greg Rousseau, hot and cold, AJ Epinesa, you know, Boogie Basham. These are high draft picks. You know, these are premium choices that they spent on these players. You know, Mario Addison is a guy they, they paid a lot of money. They've invested in that defensive line. That was a point I made a lot last year was that between draft picks and money, they had so much tied into that defensive line and just didn't get the results. And so, I do think there's an element of they're they are very good at at limiting big plays. The secondary, one of the best in football, and as Jim pointed out, you know Trey White. That's probably the biggest takeaway from the game last night. You know, losing one of their best players, but yeah, I think you know finding yourself is part of an NFL season, right? Figuring out what you have. Bill Belichick says that all the time. September and October are about figuring it out and seeing what type of team you have and the the famous saying around here that everybody's been repeating is you know football season starts after thanksgiving and uh, <laughs> and you know you have to know who you are and be good at be good at that and i i think the bills i think they're getting there you know that they've had games but you know some of these adversity moments should teach them a little bit as they go forward and how they respond will probably say more about about their coach and their players than anything that happened in those games if that makes sense so it's not like you know discard this team that's one of the most talented in in the league but you know they have had some moments that that make you wonder i mean the next step had to be the super bowl the next step is getting out of the end the hunt graphic and and getting there winning it this is their window right they you mentioned the, the money they paid josh allen um regardless of whether you think he's 
I mean, he's that guy that elevates people, I think, more often think than not. Um, but he's going to have to elevate lesser people um, when they don't have as much money to spend because he's eaten up a lot of it. And that's where the offensive line personnel-wise, not great right now. However, you know, I, I look at that second interception last night where a lot of people brushed it off and said, that's not Josh's fault. That's the offensive line. He held the ball for a while north of three seconds and you know the reason he got hit was because he held the ball or i think it a lot of times and it happened early in the year in new england as well with mac jones it's very easy for people to blame the offensive line and sometimes there's stuff a quarterback can do before the snap to identify what's happening post snap identify what's coming and get rid of the ball and i, I think that's been a problem for josh allen and you know, I think that's not, that's part of elevating your team too. You know, that's part of, okay, the offensive line isn't great. Let's, you know, figure out how to cover that up with good quarterback play. Something Tom Brady did forever. Uh, it's, it's what the best ones do. And it's probably the next step for Josh. You have to constantly be evolving and growing as a quarterback in the NFL. It's why it, you know, sometimes these careers that seem like they're taken off hit a hit a brick wall. Um, you have to constantly have answers for what people are throwing at you. You know, it's funny. Do you got he almost plays extremely cocky in the pocket? I mean, he is almost flat-footed and just stands there sometimes. And it's a crap. I mean, he's not scared at all. He's. I mean, we all know how tough the guy is. Really tough, and you know he loves football, and he's, he seems to make the right reads. But I think he's a little bit lackadaisical in the pocket where he does make the it's almost like he's just standing there and not aware of what's about to happen that he can break any tackle extend the play and that's when he gets in trouble he still comes up with these interceptions or fumbles I think they're still there I don't think he shook all that yet and um I'm a huge Allen believer I really am he's he's won me over um I do think he's elevating this team but I love what you said Matt about football starts now and, and it's true. And I think, I think for the bills, it's officially time to really pay attention with this string of teams that they're playing. Right. And he, he, I love that. It's kind of that, that arrogant approach to the position that you want. Do you, see the, do you believe yeah. do you see what I'm saying? Do you see he that kind of, at all? Or am I just like, no, you're right. He throws into like, that's how he looks at coverage too. I think where he's not yeah. going to be anticipatory. He's not really it, like throwing right. guys open. Cause he knows, he I've got a gun of an arm. I'll just get it there. Yeah. Like at the, I'll wait till he's open and then I'll get it there, which I think last year he faced the most man-to-man coverage than any quarterback in the league, like 37% of the time around there. And this year teams are figuring it out. Okay, let's sit back and zone, force him to throw into some windows, take away the big play. And it's been tougher. Like he's still been really good. Like, like you oh, said yeah. here, no doubt. Yeah. He's still talented enough to figure it out and has a strong enough. His arm numbers to are out. almost the same, actually. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, no, his numbers really are really close to the same. But I think, like his team, there's been the difference between this year and last year from afar. You know, I'm not as close to it as I was last year, but there's more of those uh lulls whether it's in a game or a stretch of games where you know you blow a team out and throw four touchdowns you know it's going to look the same at and then you throw 
none the next week, it's going to look the same as throwing two, two weeks in a row. So I think there's just been a little bit more inconsistency, but you know, the schedule hasn't been great either. It it really, I think the, the thing with this Bills team that's different than last year is that last year it was all about, there was a lot of stuff that they needed to, uh, a lot of demons they needed to exercise. You know, they rip off a, a, a season like that, one of their best regular seasons of all time. They win the division. They leave no doubt. This year, I don't think people care about anything that happens before January. It's like, get that. to the playoffs and make something happen. You could throw 20 interceptions, mm-hmm. but if you lock in and go on a run, nobody's going to care. And And that's where... We're going to find out, can this Bills team flip the switch? Because it really doesn't matter if you hit a lull in the middle of the season. Ask the Buccaneers. You know, they took a while to get it figured out last year. What matters is, can you find that gear in the playoffs? And who knows? Maybe they'll be better off for all this stuff that's happening right now. Maybe Josh Allen will be better off and they'll be tested once they get there. I, You know, I was watching, the Packers-Viking game from last weekend was phenomenal. Like, it was such high-end quarterback play back and forth. Both, both of them was just, it was unbelievable. And I want to see that. Like, you're like, what are they going to, like, I want to see Josh have a shootout with somebody and keep equaling that, you know, coming back and going right down the field and scoring. The, the other team answers, Josh answers. I, that's to your point, Matt, a little bit, is when, when they're going to get punched in the mouth again, how are they going to respond? And people might be thinking that we're, being too critical of a, of a team no. that's what seven, seven and four, but th- like, no, who cares about wins against Miami and New York no. and yeah. Washington? We're talking about the, you said it. we're like, talking about the, the Sa- zombie saints, right? Like yeah. you should want this conversation. If you're a bills fan, yes. like I would, are you, are you get, trying to talk yourself into Trent Edwards still and JP Lossman? Like, great. Like try to talk your way and rationalize that kind of stuff. But like, it's about yeah. time you had a team that expected to win. So yeah, and to Matt's point, the window isn't open for no. very long. It's going to get that. very, very difficult for the front office. Very, very soon. Five years. So. Yeah. Once you pay your quarterback like that, it, it's like you're on the clock. You, you're you're about a four or five year window to get this done. Yeah, I mean, you can. The window could be open for a really long time, right? That's the challenge: is how long can you keep it open? But the window, the the best window, is when you've got the cheap quarterback. And they've, yeah. they don't have that too much longer, but you can extend the window. It, but I think what the window that's closing on them a little bit is, you know, Bills fans had a, a heck of a time last year with the Patriots going seven and nine and, you know, dancing on the grave as they should have after 20 something years, you know, it, it probably felt good to have one like that. And I think the Bills maybe didn't think this, but the fans certainly thought New England would stay down for longer. And I don't know if New England, New England's not back to what they were, but they're back in the conversation. They're back in the mix and they're back being a pain. And I know the Bills in the front office and, uh, you know, the coaching staff knew they would be, you know, they didn't, you know, sit there and think, you know, this was going to be, you know, easy you know walk into the division title but that's the window that sort of shrunk on them a little bit was like oh geez the patriots there they are again and they're fighting for a division here but when you have a quarterback you should be able to be in 
contention every single year. And that's where I think the bills are. And that's why I think, yeah, critical, whatever, whatever you want to say, but it's, but that's the, that's the standard that you're, you're poking holes in a championship team. Jim probably, you know, similar conversations Philly media was having all those years. You guys were there, right. With all this Philly, New Orleans, everything you're saying, the regular season was, it was long because you just wanted it over with. You couldn't wait for the, like when I was in New Orleans, we just get to the playoffs. Let's go. Let's, and now, you know, and that's what the bills pay attention to the teams that health health is going to be critical for these teams down the stretch, the healthy teams getting into the playoffs, make a run. That, that's just how it works. So let's see who, you know, keep it, pay close attention to health. Josh Allen is not the issue. I mean, I hope we're not coming across that way. He is, he's the reason why we're talking about a window and that this is going to be a realistic run every year, as long as they have him, but these safeties aren't going to get any younger. I mean, Hyde, mm-hmm. you know, Hyde's been, <laughs> I mean, at some point, like you said, this window is they're part of that window too. They, they, those safeties play at a high level for that defense. So, I mean, that's, it's a lot to pay attention to and losing Trey white is that for when we talk about health as a major loss in that secondary, I don't think those other players, I don't think you realize how much he helps that secondary. And we do have Matt here because yes. we got to get to those Patriots. Let's um, do it. I want, I got some questions. We, we got to pause for station identification, though, real quick. We're brought to you by Hamburg Brewing Company. I don't see any uh, HBC in your hand there, Jim. Well, I like to keep hidden what I'm drinking right now. HBC is, I told you, I like my Louis in the morning, lunchtime. <laughs> We're switching to a little bit stronger. We're getting ready for a nightcap now, a little nightcap. Okay. You're right. Louis a little, it's a, at this point, doesn't really hit you that hard. It's a so breakfast you- beer. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we gotta get Matt on down there for the hopping stance um, for our, to really to really amp this. Uh, yeah. Yes, Matt, a this hopping hop stance, right this hopping stance right now, that'll get me tri- telling the Ty Rod Trevor Simeon stories real quick. Well, we're gonna get to that for sure. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Yes, we we. I mean, I, we could have dedicated a whole hour to Trevor Simeon, really, if we wanted yeah, to I mean, spike oh, those ratings. I gotta get that out of my head from last night. That was hard to watch. <laughs> everything we're talking about here like the way the bills play right like with even sean mcdermott the way he wants to play schematically and the way they're built with let's say less than ideal physicality and the way bill belichick can just make elite quarterbacks look like trevor simeon (laughs) this all seems to play right into new england's hands i mean We've talked about it, Matt, but there's probably a good chance Bill Belichick just carved out time in the offseason for Josh Allen. And he's going to be pounding away with whoever's at running back. And he spent all that money on all these tough football players on both sides of the ball. He's got a legit pass rusher. He's got a legit shutdown corner. I would think New England's ready to win the division now. Compete for a Super Bowl now. Do you think that this kind of plays into their hands? Yeah, it's crazy, you know. Two, they were sitting at two and four, got shredded by Dak Prescott. They went into, they had that game against Houston that they they won that looked like it might get get away from them a little bit. Um, it was looking like, you know, a little bit dicey there for a little while. Um, but they flipped a switch when they were at two and four and pulled their way out of it. And now... You're right. These matchups with the Bills, 
you know, you knew they were coming later in the season when Belichick teams tend to get better as the year goes along, uh, you know, and every team tries to do that, but it happens uh, quite a bit here in New England. Didn't happen last year, but this team certainly is. And I, I distinctly remember the, you know, the look on Belichick's face when he had the handshake with McDermott after that blowout last year. And he always looks uh, at, he has varying degrees of disgust on his face seemingly at all times, but that was, that was pretty striking. They got beat badly in that game. And it was the first time really that Josh Allen had a good game against the Patriots. And so, yeah, how much time did he carve out? I'm sure some, right? Like how, how could you not? He's the guy in your division that you need to beat. And he's not unlike Patrick Mahomes in a lot of ways. You know, that style of quarterback is sort of what you're up against. Justin Herbert, another one who looked human uh, out in LA to sort of get this, this winning streak rolling for the Patriots. So this team the matchup with the Bills, I, I find really interesting because secondary-wise, there might be something for, for the, the Bills to exploit a little bit. They're not super deep at corner. Jalen Mills is in that spot. Stephon Gilmore used to occupy. They've got Miles Bryant in the slot because Jonathan Jones went down for the year. JC Jackson is a stud, but Stefan Diggs handed him one last year. So he did. Yeah, that's true. So what's the the real interesting shift from the Patriots? They were one of the teams that played more man coverage than everybody the last few years. And when that five-game winning streak started, they're now playing as much zone coverage as almost any team in football. So this is sort of the Bill Belichick thing, right? You take the first couple of months you figure out what you're good at figure out what you have and then his willingness to adapt and lean into his personnel and the situation at hand and not say I want to be this I have to be this it's helped this defense immensely I mean they haven't allowed a point in 19 possessions in 2021 the the you know the time of offensive football it's you know they've allowed 13 points in their last three games they played the Browns, the Panthers, um, you know, they, and the Falcons are pretty lousy, but like in the NFL in 2021, 13 points in three games, I don't care who you're playing. So. No. And Matt, you know, Matt Ryan's played pretty, he's played well this year, you know, for. They put up points. They've put up points against other teams. They were without Patterson they were without Ridley, but I mean, they're, they're playing at home on Thursday night football. The Patriots go on the road and this defense is nasty. And That's Matt true. Judon put it best after their game against the Falcons when he said, you know, they want to be a-holes on the field. That is exactly what they are. They are mean and they are nasty. Matthew Judon, whenever the Bills played the Ravens over the years, I always marveled at, at Judon because he just seemed like the biggest pain in the ass to play against. It just seemed like it physically probably hurt to play four games or four quarters against Matthew Judon. Like he just brings it and he's already got a career high in sacks. Uh, you know, they've, they've played 11 games. They've got guys all along the defensive line that most people, you know, haven't heard of. They're not household names, but they can, you know, stop the run. Donta Hightower and Jawan Bentley are 
two really good linebackers. They've got three safeties that can all play. And the, the end product is a defense that is going to be a nightmare for most teams to match up with. Now they have bigger tests, Titans, Bills twice, they play Colts, but man, uh, this is as good a defense as, as there is in football right now. And it's, it's carrying them for sure. I mean, Matt, they are third. Yeah. They're third in yards per play on defense. They are fifth in yards per attempt, pass attempt. Those are major stats that I always look at. This, this defense is locked down. Like they are officially, that's why, I mean, Tyler and I did our, you know, a little mid-year prediction things. They have the formula right now. And I, it, this has nothing to do. I will get into Mac Jones whenever. This defense has, this is such a credit to Belichick and how great of a coach he is to in one year, get this thing right on defense. And that, cause he knows if you have a defense playing like this, you are going to be in every single game and a quarterback who won't turn the ball over. You can win any game. Dak Prescott got him good. That, that game seemed like the that one Cowboy that, offense is loaded. That seemed like the game that kind of woke them up a little bit. They mentioned, you know, I mentioned the shift in, in coverage, you know, the way they started playing and, you know, I think they made some other adjustments, but you know, you look at it, you know, they trade Stephon Gilmore midseason, you know, they, they go, they lose Jonathan Jones and they just keep getting better. And how, how? it's, it's the coach. And that's where, you know, they have great personnel too, right? Like, yeah, you know, I like Belichick. They know who they want. Yeah. Belichick always, you know, says he's like, I'm not out there tackling anybody and covering anybody. Nobody wants to see that. But, you know, the fact that, you know, they can identify who fits, put them in a position. And I think too, they are a really good game plan team. You know, they're really good at taking away what a team does best. They're really good at, you know, adjusting what they do, keeping people guessing. I think, you know, the most impressive games they've had in this five game stretch are, are the Chargers and the Browns. And the Chargers one looked closer than it was because of a late touchdown from, yeah. from the Chargers. But that was a bad game from Herbert, who's having a great year. Uh, you know, and, and Mayfield and the Browns offense looked awful uh, a few weeks ago in Foxborough. So defense is hard to rely on in, in 2021, but this one is really good. And the bills are right there with them. You know, you talk about all those stats, the bills are neck and neck, but that's what a, I'm saying. Those are the two I yeah, I'm with you. I, when you have that, you're in every game, but it's a different, it's a different defense Style. in new England because no they, they okay. play totally different. And yep. I think they've got the better coach. Uh, I think you're not going to have as many games as you saw the Bills have against Indy, which felt like as much coaching as it did. I mean, geez, I don't know how you're not ready for that rushing attack uh, as unprepared as they looked, you know, physically. And I just don't see that happening as often here uh, to the Patriots. But like I said, the tests get tougher and, and we'll see you know, that, that Monday night football game is going to be really interesting. It, it's fascinating to me that the Bills and Patriots play one another twice in the final month of the season and conceivably could catch each other in the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so there's a real cat and mouse game there of what are you showing each other scheme-wise, you know, and, and trying to figure out what you're doing um, when you're going to see teams that much. It's, it's interesting. It's a, uh, it's going to be a fun final final six weeks here. I really thought Tom Brady like 
paid Bill Belichick the best compliment that he ever could get. I mean, that game was just so entertaining to watch because, I mean, he he just had Tom Brady seeing things and not seeing things. And it was about as bad as you'll see Tom Brady play because of what Belichick and Steve Belichick, you know, and all the facial expressions he was giving us that night were doing. But, I mean, Matt, as you remember, it was the, the field goal drive that put Tampa Bay ahead at the end. I think Jonathan Jones got hurt. On, it was a yeah, second down. He gets hurt, comes out for one play. Justin Bethel comes in on a third and six, and Brady knows to go right to where Jonathan Jones was playing. Like, what a compliment to Belichick. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm seeing out here. I don't know what I'm doing. You you win, Bill. All right, you win this night. Oh, you're one starter who knows exactly where to be, exactly when he needs to be there. He's out for one play. I'm going to go right to his replacement. And that first down led to the game-winning field goal, essentially. So, man, it's it's. I hate cliches. We really hate cliches on this podcast, whether it's do your job or trust the process. Like, get the hell out of here with that. Sometimes there is something to it. Sometimes there is something to culture. But talk about doing your job. Like, everybody just kind of seems to know what they have to do with Bill Belichick right now. And that's that's a scary thing. I thought it was funny, Jim. Like we both spit out stats at the same time. Like we did not plan that. And they were yeah. like, like you're talking about how down in and down out, like how good they are basically with that. And then I'm talking about turnovers and taking the ball away. I heard they, you say that. Yeah. <laughs> like we didn't plan that. So no, good defenses right now. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, well, Jack Del Rio had um, Brady seeing ghosts too um, a couple weeks ago in uh, Washington. A legend in his own right, Jack Del Rio. Unbelievable. But anyway, no, I'm see, I can't. These Bills, and you're right, Matt. What's really funny is they're going to play twice so quickly, and and realistically, they can. They're going to play again. I mean, that three crazy. times is real. Yeah, it would be. I really think it would be. I want to see it. I want to see Belichick, Josh Allen handle Belichick. I want to see how it works. He yeah, did. I think it could be a great rivalry Agre- agreed. for the first for the first time. Yes, it's flipped. Ever, maybe I don't yeah. know. Like it was never a rivalry before, and now it has a chance to be because you have competing styles, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. you've got two totally different quarterbacks. Um, it's just kind of it. It's interesting. You bring up that Bucks game, and that Bucks game really felt like a pivotal moment for this team, even though the winning streak started a little later after that game, you got the sense that those guys all thought, you know, they came away from that game thinking we should have won, you know, that they came away thinking like that showed them that they were a team that could hang with the Super Bowl champs. And they really from that point forward you know we're hanging in games and then you know everything kind of snowballed and that they're on this winning streak but they were a couple maybe a foot away on that Nick Polk field goal from from winning that game and they knew it and I think you know between that and then you know a blown long third down against the Cowboys that cost them that game they felt like they were two plays away from having a total, you know, people would have been talking about the Patriots months earlier uh, than they were. And the results started to show up. So, you know, that Buccaneer was, was a big moment for them. And one of their best defensive performances really to, to shut Brady down that way. And it showed them that they had the, the formula to do it. And now it's, 
it's time to to see how they do you know when football season starts as they yeah, say you know, they've got the they've got the first place titans on sunday and then they've got monday night football against the bills they've got a bye week and another primetime game against uh against the colts and then maybe who knows maybe they get flexed into primetime the following week when the bills come to foxborough so Ooh. it's about to be big game after big game after big yeah. game and they went all this way. They haven't had their bye week yet. Um, they've they've really had to slog through and figure it out on the fly. I think that's probably been the most impressive thing is this 10-day break they just had after Thursday night football is the longest they've been off. Totally agree with you on that Tampa Bay game too, Matt. And remember writing it at the time it go along. I mean, I that was the takeaway here. I mean, Belichick still has his fastball. Like they, they lost the game, but it felt like they were winning tor- – a step closer toward, toward winning the war. Like he's, he's, he can still call a game against any team, any offense, any quarterback. Yeah. It felt like they, you know, it was a weird, obviously that week was, you know, mayhem, right. Brady Belichick and all the hype and everything else. And it felt like when the dust settled, it was like, they both kind of won in some way. Right. Like Brady, it was a classic Brady game of like do enough escape with a win what he did for new England so many damn times over the last 20 years. But to your point, Tyler, it also bill Belichick walked away. Like Brady walked out of that building, exhausted, frustrated, and just feeling pretty fortunate to have won a game. And I think Belichick took some, uh, took something out of that. I, I think he probably took some satisfaction there and they both got a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of what they needed there. Brady got the win. Belichick showed everybody that that he can still, you know, game plan and scheme with the best of them. And what a what a fascinating chess match. You talk all the time about like, oh, this player used to coach, or, or this player used to play for that coach, or, or this player used to play for that team. He must be so familiar. Whatever. That was like on a completely different level like, are, has, yeah. there, has there ever been a coach player combo more familiar with one another yeah, than those two like could, could belichick throw anything at him that he hasn't seen can brady you know do anything that belichick hasn't seen i mean they're probably both twisting themselves in knots you know with trying to figure out what each other is going to do so it was really interesting but yeah it d- definitely showed Belichick's fastball was, uh, you know, still still hitting that that peak velocity. The only the only one that came to mind this year was when Cully David Cully returned to Buffalo to face his old. <laughs> he, he knew everything Josh Allen. He knew Josh Allen inside and out. That was, hey Matt. Here's the question. Sorry, I, Matt. Here's the question. I'm. We talk about you know obviously we talk about quarterbacks a lot, and the biggest thing for me with any quarterback, especially a young guy, is when the other players buy into that quarterback. When they you you they when they all officially say, hey, we got the right guy. And that's when when you see them playing for him. Have you noticed that do the Patriots love Mac Jones? Is that something you can see? It only took they us did. 48 minutes to get to Mac Jones. So I, yeah. that's actually pretty good for us. Yeah. Whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mac Jones. He's the uh the hot topic around here these days but is, does uh, the defense like do you see other players just is, is he the guy like do they say hey we're gonna do whatever we know mac is our guy i, I think so i mean yeah. you know 
you can't attach these guys to lie detectors and all that, but right, right. really to a man, they say the same thing about the guy all the time. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, in other places, you know, I've only ever covered one other team, so I'll just compare it to Buffalo. Sure. Um, and I think sometimes it, in a place like Buffalo, it takes more time to earn that because for instance, EJ Manuel, right? It was, he had to really win people over because I think a lot of players in that locker room and, and in that organization probably thought that Marone and, and Whaley still had to win them over, right? You know, they didn't know exactly what they had at the top. Same with Rex Ryan and Tyrod Taylor. And uh, to an extent, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean with Josh Allen, I think the difference with that was, you know, they bought into Sean and then they, took a quarterback in the top 10 and people were ready to buy in pretty quickly. And here, I think there's such an overwhelming trust and belief in Bill Belichick that, and Josh McDaniels as well, that when they identify and pick a guy and plug him in to start, people are ready to fall in line. And I think Mac Jones has earned more on top of that, you know, more of that trust and belief because of the type of guy he is because it's just not an accident, right? Bill Belichick didn't pick a non-Bill Belichick quarterback and throw him in there. He didn't pick a guy that – he picked a guy that he knew would be able to win over the room because he's, he's steady. He's just – he is practically – he is so frustrating up at the podium during interviews because he is so – like, he's Bill Belichick in quarterback form. You know, he is, he, he is not – you know, breaking script whatsoever. He is, he is that guy that, you know, these guys all, all believe in and they love him and they know he's young and and he's still growing, but yeah, they love how steady he is. They love, you know, how confident and how in control he is in the pocket and how smart he is, how competitive he is. He threw an interception against the Falcons and then went and threw his body on the line and, and tackled the uh, AJ Terrell as he was coming down the field little things like that have really helped him win the team over. He is, he's pretty advanced, I think for a rookie quarterback, you know, the the bigger question is probably what, what will he be in three years? But I think the way he processes the game, the way he avoids mistakes, the way he responds to the mistakes that he does make all those things have these guys really buying into, to who he is and, and, you know, what he can bring to their team. He's had some, some good moments this year for sure. It's almost like I, we sit there and watch him every week. And it's like, I don't ever come away watching their game thinking, wow, he is incredible. It's just, you said a perfect word. He's steady. And I almost think he has like on a talent level, almost like a Kirk cousins where he's just really a good, he's a good quarterback, but the difference is Kirk doesn't have that steady mental toughness with where Kirk falls apart in big games, I don't think Mac Jones will do that. And we'll find out. I mean, it's his rookie year. He can't be too hard, but he could not have gone to a better franchise. And Tyler and I talk about being ready for a rookie quarterback. I mean, you look at these other guys like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and fields, what they're dealing with just nightmare situations for a rookie really. And uh, Mac's in an unbelievable position with qualified. I mean, it's hard to find qualified guys to bring, like, like you said, McDaniels and Belichick aren't many of them. You know, it's interesting, Jim, like 
I'd love to pick your brain on this because what you said describes what I feel watching this guy throw in and throw out. You know, I got got here and each game I walk away thinking he didn't blow me away. He didn't do any, I know. Right? Like, know. but and a lot of the throw, you know, so quarterback play is so much different than anything else in sports, I think. Because Agreed. you know. Agreed. We talk about this term upside all the time, right? And that's the big that's the big debate with Mac Jones, right. I, I think. Even here in Boston is like, you know, on, on the radio is like, what's this guy's upside, right? And I think when you think upside, you think strong arm, you think athlete. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think of a guy like Josh Allen, 6'5", you know, huge that's arm, a, yes. can run around, upside forever. But I think some of the, the subtleties of playing quarterback are also baked into upside. Oh, no and, question. you know, what's between your ears is baked into upside. Because when you think about some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, three that come to mind in the last, you know, since 2000, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Peyton Manning, they don't fit your classic upside profile, right? That uh-huh. They don't have, they didn't have the strongest arms in the league. Uh-huh. But it was everything else that they did. And I'm not comparing Mac Jones to those guys, but it's yeah. Early career, Tom Brady, the the Patriots won in a very similar way with early career, Tom Brady. Mac Jones makes the right decisions. He makes quick decisions and he takes easy throws when they're there. He's not, he's not dealing with a great cast of, you know, weapons around him. He has a really good offensive line that took some time to come together. Yeah, Hunter Henry's been good. Yep. Um, Nelson Aguilar hasn't returned on investment quite yet. Kendrick Bourne, yeah. pretty good player, makes plays after the catch. I liked um, him. He's tough. I like his whole – I agree. I like he, him. He's got great energy. He's another great, great. signing. Uh, Jonu Smith has been kind of a non-factor so far. Uh, Jacoby Myers, steady guy, but, you know, yeah. not – you know, yeah. he's not a superstar – it's just they they kind of just little by little chip away at you and all of a sudden you're sitting there like wait a second it's 45 to 7 against the browns like how the hell did this and you know like they put up 50 against the jets and it's like you know they can run the ball really well obviously I, mac jones is throwing a ton of screens he's i just uh, I, I, that was the game i got done watching the jets game and i just i said the same thing to uh, my friend mark ross at nfl network i said they just scored 50 points. And I swear, I don't know if Mac Jones did anything. Like, I don't even know what he did. Yeah. It's just, and, and that's fine. Right. Like it's that fine. is, it's that's fine. like, yeah. I think that's what's, what's interesting is like, if it's working and they're winning games, Oh yeah. Does Who it cares? really, does it really matter if he's, you know, lighting up the fantasy scoreboard or throwing, you know, five touchdowns, whatever it is. It's like, the question, though, like you said about the team as a whole, I think is, you know, when the going gets tough, when they're down a couple of scores, can they throw right. when they know, when the other team knows that they have to throw? I think when the Bills and Patriots match up, that secondary is going to give them some problems. Uh, and and that's where, you know, the defense comes into play because they're not down two scores all that often because – the defense doesn't let it happen. And the play that I, I come back to in my mind a lot with Mac Jones is after he threw the pick six 
against the Cowboys. Yeah. It looked like it was going to cost him the game. He came back the next play and threw a 75-yard touchdown to Kendrick yeah. Bourne, ripped it right down the field, yeah. and kind of one of those plays that made you realize, like, okay, when something goes really bad for this guy, when it's a tough moment in a tough game against a tough team, he can do it. Just haven't seen a lot of those yet because he's young in his career and the defense is just whooping everybody's ass so that he doesn't have to. Boy, Matt, like I thought you were putting it so perfect too on the idea of upside. I'm like, I think I've heard that point before and it took me a second and it was exactly what Kurt Warner was talking about with Josh Allen. I'm like, okay, look, you see the big arm, you see the physical ability, but yeah, that's how we all think up that's what we all think upside is and ceiling is that was the word he used but to him that ceiling is exactly what you're talking about it's like between the ears and like your mind how are you processing the game are you processing it in that split seconds know exactly where you have to go with the football exactly when you need to mac jones at this stage i mean that's probably what we underestimated i know i did i mean we were ripping him on this podcast thinking like, look, if you're a team and you're going to take a quarterback in the first round, gamble on that physical ability, find something extraordinary and work with that. Maybe that's something that's extraordinary can be your brain, right? I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe that ability that he has is better than um, what Zach Wilson's improvisation or um, Trey Lance's running ability or Trevor Lawrence's whatever. So True. situation matters. I'm not saying it doesn't. I mean, clearly, like if these guys were in New England, maybe they're doing the same thing, but there's just no debate right now. I mean, Mac Jones has the best shot at a long-term NFL career here. The better flip would be put Mac Jones on the Bears or I, I don't know what that would look like. Like, I can't imagine what that would look like. I, I just don't think right. we'd be sitting here talking about Mac Jones much, but that's the hard part drafting these guys is yes. Zach Wilson in any workout is you're going to draft him over Mac Jones. But the biggest thing I keep saying, right, Tyler, every week is the game is too fast for Zach Wilson. He doesn't appear close to being ready to play in the NFL. Here comes Mac Jones. Like, yeah, I can't do in all the that same anymore. division. I mean, same division. And, and how did it's like, the league let this happen? <laughs> it, right. It's like, I've been, I've been playing for the, like, I've been playing for the Patriots in college. Like I am ready for this. <laughs> Save it in There's something it's, going on here, right? There's. It, it's like I, I can't even. You know, it feels too early to play the game of like, oh my god, what did all these teams do with, with Mac Jones, right? It feels a little early, like that everybody else screwed it up because uh, yeah, you know, fit, fit matters. It, like it, it does. And I'm not saying that Mac Jones would be lousy everywhere else, but yeah. I'm not convinced that every other quarterback would be as good in New England either. No, I think I that's, I think I that's that. important to note. Like would Mac Jones have the Jaguars going to the playoffs? No. Um, would he have the Jets in playoff position? Probably not. But Zach Wilson, I don't think would have the Patriots where they are right now. I, I agree with that. You know, I don't know that maybe Justin Fields would, I don't know. Um, Fields would be the guy that would intrigue me. I think yeah. he, I, I feel like he could play, Belichick would love Fields. Yeah, I think, you know, getting into a spot where you have Bill Belichick, who's underrated 
as like an offensive mind as well. Like Josh McDaniels pushes the buttons and, you know, calls the plays and deserves a ton of credit for what they do. He's, he's the mastermind on offense, but Bill Belichick has always had that total team coach approach and, you know, his defensive acumen certainly pays off for, you know, the offense, you know, he has those meetings on Tuesdays with the quarterbacks and, uh, you know, certainly that's a huge asset that not, not all the other rookies have, but it just shows that it, it goes back to a ton of stuff I wrote, you know, when the Bills picked Josh Allen and, uh, you know, all these questions that we may never have answers to, right? Like, when do you play a rookie quarterback or how do you know when you have the guy or how do you build around one? Like there are right and wrong answers, but there's also a lot of gray area and everything. There's no two situations are alike. No two quarterbacks are alike. And it's like, we talk about with Mac Jones, he's not going to necessarily blow you away, but like he makes a decision to throw a certain route really quickly. That doesn't look like anything. It's like he threw a seven yard pass. It doesn't look like anything, but he didn't hold the ball a half second too long and have to scramble and throw it away. He didn't that's exactly miss it. the yep. read. He didn't. And that's why it's so hard to measure it with a stat or measure it with whatever, because there's not going to be plays that pop off the tape all the time. There's not going to be, you know, it's just little stuff that is really hard to see sometimes, but he's good at it and he's in the right place for it because you know, you talk about these defenses playing this, you know, heavy zone coverage, too high shell, making teams dink and dunk down the field. Mac Jones says, you know, all right. He said, uh, you know, a couple months ago, like you can't go broke taking a profit, you know, and they'll, they'll take what they, they give all day long. And they've got a running game now that can match up with it. They've been over, you know, 120 yards in seven straight games. So it's quite the, That's amazing, you know, too. offensive, team that they've put together around Mac Jones, but the supporting cast is, you know, it's different than other quarterbacks have for sure. And I think it starts with Belichick and McDaniels. Yeah. I, I, Tyler, Tyler's perfect world. We would see, and, and I wouldn't even watch this game if it was the AFC championship, Tyler would probably want to see Pittsburgh, New England. <laughs> there won't be a throw over 10 neither team it won't be a throw over 10 yards no. it's going to be like air force the other uh, tonight you know they didn't attempt to pass and they scored 49 no, points but that's okay they they don't try to attempt the problem is these roethlisberger tries to throw the ball down the field and can't um but that's what i can't get over is the difference between those two teams find ways to win with that style and then you have the josh allen the herberts the mahomes where it's like yeah off the chart talent you know blow your head away quarterback play but doesn't i mean we saw what the steelers we saw the steelers beat the bills they really i mean they almost came back and beat herbert and the chargers too that was, and that they almost was won that, they had no business I, don't yeah. get me started on that game either because i bet on the chart but yes you're right it's how how do they do it block punts uh, uh intercept herbert throws a ball it's not, for guys it's not by coincidence i think it's there's not, a reason stuff happens. i'm done fighting it i'm done fighting. okay it. i'm glad all right though fellas i uh i just got a report from the basement that our son needs assistance well, um so i'm gonna have to it's uh, understandable you know, he can't do a lot on his own just yet he's uh, I can't, <laughs> you know he's four months old he can only do so much i knew it was gonna but, be one of us one of us was gonna get the call 
Well, let, I, exactly. I know we all have little kids, and here we are. I keep, for an I hour. keep looking. I keep checking to see if yeah. he's crying yet. I'm like, but um, all right. Well, let's tease that Trevor Simeon story, and yeah, Matt, we'll do that another time. We cannot thank Matt enough for coming on here. We miss you, pal. Um, that was awesome. Matt. Definitely an all timer ep because you're on it. Let's do it again soon. I mean, you're welcome anytime. If you want to make time for us, we'll drop everything think- and hit record. So you just let us know. We should go to headquarters with Matt when he's in, I think, Hamburg. I think Hell we yeah. got to go to HBC with Matt and, and really get this thing going when he gets in town. Let's Sign do it. We'll, we'll know a lot more about both teams uh, in a couple of weeks after Patriots fun. Patriots play the Titans on Sunday, Bills on Monday Night Football. We'll, we'll know what the AFC East looks like and what the AFC looks like a little bit. A little bit clearer picture here in a few weeks. So always fun to, to, to talk ball with you guys and – Look forward to, to seeing you both in person here soon. Very soon. Thanks Definitely so much, not. man. And we'll, uh, we'll see you guys virtually in person very soon. And thanks everybody for listening.